there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Twilight Highlight Zone. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Ben Hansen, and I'm with Jeff Cork. Hey, Ben Hansen, how are you doing? I'm doing so good. All right, we're back. Here we are. We survived it. It's like we never left. <laughs> so what are we doing here, Ben? All right, we are going to summarize and discuss five episodes of The Twilight Zone, yeah. which is available on Netflix Instant, just as a reminder. So please watch these along with us and comment, and we'll try and comment back. So episode 11. Episode 11. It's called, And When the Sky Was Opened. You like this one. Now, going back before we really started doing this, remember... Yeah. Um, You'd kind of said, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch all the episodes and everything. And I, I did the whole, well, how's it going? And you're like, I saw one. <laughs> and you were like really freaked out about it. You just thought it was amazing. And it was this episode. It is this episode. Yeah. This is the one that I summarized for you with bated breath. Yes. Just explaining every nook and cranny of why I loved it. So just for a brief summary for these people. Yeah, they don't get that. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> God you're spared. So what it is, is it's three people go up into space. The first man's space flight, it's implied uh, they come back down, they're in the hospital, and it, they slowly start disappearing. One by one, they fade out, and the guys that they went up in the ship with forget that they ever existed. It's a mess. It's a mess. I, th I think you're kind of, you're jumping the gun. You got to kind of pace it out a little bit, though, because right. what happened, one of them, like, when we first start out, there's a couple of them in the hospital room, right. right? Then the guy comes in, and he's like, oh my god, you know, where's the third guy? And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. There and was no third guy. Bit of a flashback. Yeah. And so it starts in the middle. It's exactly. It's your res structure if you want to get nerdy about it. Right. Where you get to see that something's wrong. You mm -hmm. just get to see this crazed man. You don't know what he's screaming yeah. about. It puts you in the shoes of the guy that's still back in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very beautiful way of doing it. And then it jumps back in time. And you get to see the initial guy leaving the hospital with the yep. first guy that eventually disappears yeah you get to see like a headline in the newspaper changes it's all right. done very subtly that's how you very you back see to it. the future -y exactly also. very nice no earth angel but yeah so the implication mm -hmm. which i effing love whoa is cool just it. the idea that these guys are the first to go into outer space right and they have a line of dialogue where they're like something made a mistake we shouldn't have gotten through this shouldn't have yeah. happened implying that like gods or aliens is just fixing this mistake mm -hmm. by erasing their existence. Doesn't mission control saying, say something to the effect that they lost contact with them for a certain amount of time? Could be, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and then at the very end, that shows the hangar, and there's no ship there whatsoever. It's like the entire ship never happened. Gone. And who knows how many times this has happened on Earth. Maybe, Maybe. we try and go up every week, and this happens. You never know. I don't Man, know. Someday we'll get out yeah. of space without God <laughs> exactly. erasing our existence. But I just find it haunting and the performances i thought across the board were fantastic yeah, absolutely just rarely i mean you get 1959 people mm -hmm. are scared on tv but this is a genuine deep horror where these people realize that their entire existence is being wiped out and they have a matter of seconds until they're gone yeah and it was another episode you know you can kind of notice a pattern the obsession with space Right. So there's another wrinkle of it. You know, you have like we talked about earlier in the previous episodes. It's kind of like you could send people to space. You know, it's kind of like space jail or <laughs> it's like uh, we're still we're not there yet. You know, and this is what happens if you go there and things go horribly wrong. Right. So you this can learn kind of, a lot about space travel. Yeah, yeah. This block, especially there's three space travel. 
episodes. Yeah. Three sci-fi episodes. So I'm looking forward to diving into that. But Cork, I'm curious if you had to review this one on a scale of one to 10. If I had to, which I, I have to, uh, I, I give this one a 10. I love this episode. You had built it up and I kind of wish that we hadn't had a conversation yeah. about it beforehand. Right. It was uh, super creepy though. Like there's this scene where the one guy calls his parents. Right. Trying to like, because he's tr- realizing what's going on. It, and, well, the best part is they realize it by saying, hey, I don't feel right. Yeah, It's exactly. not like their hand starts disappearing like that. Right, or anything right. Like that. They just realize like, something's wrong. I don't belong here. Something is calling me away. Yeah. And then you don't get to see cheesy special effects of them disappearing. It's just they walk out of frame and they're gone forever. Yeah. And then the people that they'd interacted with have no memory of that person. Like the bartender right. is just like, who previously just served a drink is like, I don't know what you're talking about. You came in here by yourself. So that kind of stuff, really creepy, really effective, doesn't rely on special effects or gimmicks. Yeah, loved it. Great right. episode. So I, I gave this one a nine. Yeah. And it's crazy because it is my favorite episode by far, but I, I don't know if I'm comfortable giving an episode a 10 until I'm a little bit deeper in. I don't know how great it's going to get. I know the classic episodes that we have mm-hmm. coming up, but man, it is tough to top this episode for me. Yeah, it's great. I really hope I didn't ruin it for you by talking about it beforehand. You kind of did, but that's fine. Okay. These shows are like 40, 50, 60 years old. <laughs> I, I haven't done the math, so yeah. you you at home can do this math for me and tell me. There we go. Uh, next one episode. Next yeah. one's called What You Need. This is another episode that uh, involves a street peddler. <laughs> so Man, nothing but sci-fi and street peddlers back in the yeah, 50s. You remember uh, One for the Angels? You know, that was another one with the guy with the box that's selling crap out of it. This one is kind of in a, a in a bar. Um, this guy's selling stuff. His gimmick is he comes in every once in a while, and um, he seems to have seems to have a knack for selling people what they need at any given moment. You know, for instance, right. uh, this pro baseball player, kind of down on his luck, he gives him like some tickets. And there's this sad this lady. You know, she's lonely, and he gives her some spot remover. And she's like, I'm. It's you know, she was looking for matches, I think, originally, right? right? right. And then you find out, oh, the guy. He was, uh, he's got a chance to, another shot at the miners, whatever, in that, you know, in the town. I think it's Pittsburgh or something like that. Right. The tickets. And then he spills something on, crud, I got a spot on my shirt, if only, and lady comes over, you know, whatever. Like a this, salesman guardian angel. Exactly. Situation. But then this seedy looking guy is given, given the stink eye from across the bar and he's, you know, like, I want, I want what I need. And what does he give him the first time? Scissors? Yep, first time he gives him scissors. He's like, what do I need scissors for? Goes home, elevator gets stuck. His tie gets stuck in the elevator. Right. Even a and sleazy... to quote The Simpsons, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Yep, exactly. And and it does. So he cuts the cuts the tie. You know, this is an era when even a sleazeball wears the tie. <laughs> and then he goes to the bar because he has to have more. Yeah. So the next thing is a leaky pen that drops like uh, like on a, the racing forum or whatever. Or something he needs to bet on, right? And then eventually... That's quite a leap on his part. Like, leaky he pen. takes out the pen, it... Drops a bit of ink on yeah. a newspaper, and he's like, "Clearly, the ink landed here, so I need to bet everything I have on yeah. this horse, and, yeah. then, and then win money." So then he starts shaking the guy down, and eventually, uh, tight shoes. That's what the guy gets, mm-hmm. and he puts on the shoes. He's like, "What? These shoes are too tight, and they're slippery." And the guy like backs away from him, and then the guy like slips, and the I keep using the word guy, the bad guy yeah. slips, and he falls, and then gets hit by a car, and then the guy's like, "Hey, that's what I needed." And then there's like a little wacky moment, you know, gives a comb to some guy and then gets his picture taken in the paper and all is well. So there all you go. All in the world. I, this yeah. episode, I, I love the idea when he first goes in and he starts pitching the things that the people need. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a fun, happy story. But then just in the background, you see that guy. Oh, yeah. Just glaring, trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. And I love the idea that 
realistically, I think you and I are both good people, Cork, but I yeah. think that's how we'd react in that situation. We'd just mm-hmm. immediately be like, how can I take advantage of this man? Yeah. How can he better my life? See, I probably would have said, yeah, get the scissors and I would have like stabbed the guy in the face and taken the box <laughs> and, and gone home and just been like, huh, great thread. Oh, crud, tight shoes. I have blown it. <laughs> this is awful. This episode, it, I think it's another classic. It's considered a classic. It, it has that twist ending, which you can kind of see coming the entire time. He's scared of him. So it's like, oh, of course yeah. he's going to kill him and right. just fend for himself at a certain point. So I, I ended up giving this one a six. Yep. That's exactly where I landed on it, too. I think that that six is what that episode could have used. <laughs> Ta-da! All right. Next episode, this one's called The Four of Us Are Dying. Ooh. Right off the bat, I was intrigued by that name. Yeah. I mean, Sterling has a has a knack with names. Probably the most uh, captivating name so far from Twilight Zone. Just yeah. when I saw that, I was wondering where could this possibly go. And this is a good point to, or good time to make the point that uh, when I'm watching this on Netflix, I always purposely avoid the summary because I don't right. want it spoiled for me or to have any context going in for the episodes that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So I always try and shield my eyes and navigate towards it. But the names you can't avoid. No. And this one, I really had no idea what it could possibly be about. And turns out it's about a shapeshifter. Yeah. So this guy, as his shapeshifting name implies, can make himself look like anybody. Right. And he's got this big scam where he's going to go to this kind of, you don't really get a sense of where he is in terms of hashing this plan. Maybe he's been doing this for a while. Goes to this club and looks like this nightclub guy that this lady, this beautiful singer, was in love with. Right. And... He had just died because you see he's like looking at the guy's face in the obits in the beginning of his hotel room. And ah, you're alive, Johnny. That kind of thing, you know. And then, hey, let's get out of here after after we're done. He's pretty cool and really good at guessing just the personalities of these people. Exactly. He's assuming like it's not just the face. He mirrors their personalities exactly and their voice, everything like that. Yeah, exactly. No questions asked. She's just all over him immediately. Oh, oh Johnny. Oh, Johnny. There's a lot of that. It really is hilarious to see that used in like a contemporary setting, you know, it's like, oh, right. that was something that existed. Like, it's not just something you see in cartoons now. <laughs> but um, so anyway, they, you know, we're going to, we'll meet up later. And then he goes in the alley and the guy, one of the musicians chases him and is like, hey, I thought you were dead. I thought, you know, and then yeah. and he changes his face to another guy, um, a gangster, because he's going to go to, the, he sees in another obituary, he sees this gangster guy who got killed and he's going to go, shake down the people that double-crossed him and yeah. get some money from him, right? Yeah, so he goes premise. there. Yeah, that guy takes it pretty well. Oh, geez, I didn't mean to do that. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I buried <laughs> you in that river. Yeah, here's <laughs> here's some money. Take your yeah. cut. Eh, my cut is all of it. Oh, you know, and then, then he runs out, and then the thugs are chasing him. Right. And they go down an alley, and he's like, oh, I need a face. I need to think of a face. I need to think of a face. And he looks at a poster, and there's like a boxer. Yeah. And he takes the boxer's face, and the guys are like, ah. Oh, Sorry, sir. Thought you were someone else. Whatever. But then the boxer is recognized by his father, who's dun, dun, dun. a weird street peddler again. Yep. Weird. <laughs> and it's another situation. It's, it's pretty fun where the peddler clearly recognizes this guy that he's assumed mm-hmm. the form of. And he's it's kind of like when you vaguely recognize somebody to party, but you don't know how you know them. And you start talking to him, trying to figure out exactly how you know each other. Yeah. Keeping things vague. It turns out, yeah, it's his son. So he knows him really well. And the father's pissed about it. Because the son screwed over the family, and then he ends up shooting the son later on in the episode. Right, and he's like, ah, you got the wrong man, blah, 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 blah. And then as he's dying, you kind of see his face kind of fade from 
face to face and a pretty hokey effect, but it's kind of neat. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, when the T one thousand dies in Terminator two, and you get to see all his prior yeah, forms. Yeah, exactly like yeah. that. A little bit like Mystique. Yeah, I will say uh, that is as it's feeding fading towards the end. It's not the greatest special mm-hmm. effects, but they did some really cool stuff in the beginning where he's shaving. And oh then yeah, he kind of follows his hand yeah. down to like tap on the sink yep. and he brings it back up and he's a different form and yeah, that's seamless. Neat. Even today, it looks great. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's always a fun idea. I love the idea of having these magical powers. Like he has in the alley, but then he's panicking. He doesn't know mm-hmm. how to use them. He's like, oh, just think of a face. Just think of a face. Yeah, and he cannot even think of a face to use his one ability. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I think that's even a situation where he's like, oh, of course, I'll, I'll change my face. Yeah. Like he just realizes, oh yeah, use the one superpower I have. It's the thing I did that got me here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. That. And then he takes the boxer's form. I, I thought it was okay. Again, like the title is probably the most interesting part about this. That's where you're wrong. Oh. The most interesting thing about this is there is a montage sequence. I'm so excited this episode came up. Yeah. It does the thing where kind of the jazzy night club music is playing and he's like walking the streets right and then right. like the shorthand for it is like a bunch of neon signs in the sky you know and he's kind of like walking on a treadmill basically yeah, yeah. looking from left i wrote down some of the names of the signs oh, and they are amazing please. i think what happened is that the uh the prop department just bought a bunch of signs and then arranged them with absolutely no care for what they read you know <laughs> so here's some of the signs okay yeah I, hit me this is absolutely true lonely club Okay. That's one of the signs. Okay. Person appearing. Person appearing. Person appearing. This sounds like English. Yep. Um, this is the best one. This sounds like something from Bioshock. Uh-huh. For headaches, neural gin. Neural gin? <laughs> neural gin. Oh, neural gin is a great username. There's a lot of these signs. I got two more and then. Yeah. I'll, okay. Water show. Come on in for the water <laughs> the show. Water show. All glasses filled. And wine sport spot wine sport spot (laughs) (laughs) so yeah how does that get through i don't think they cared i think they're just like no one is gonna it's not like they had a pause button back then they were just like it's true it's not possible to read these quickly enough so I, I was. I, there will never be a nerd in the future no. to pause and write no. down frame as, by frame. As all soon these as I things. saw Lonely Club, I'm like, oh, it's on. Let's. Yeah, I spent way too much time doing that because there's just like this big mess of them, but you can kind of make them out. So anyway, I gave the episode a six, but I give the signs a ten point five. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. I also gave this episode a six. We're on, we're on the same track. Here. Interesting. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one is Third from the Sun. It's pretty cool. It, it starts out and. It's this weird suburban community. You can tell something's up. There's a bunch of scientists discussing the building of what seems like an atomic bomb. Exactly. It seems like they are like in the Manhattan Project. Mm-hmm. But you can tell something's a little bit off. Security is very tight. Security is very tight. And beyond that, it's shot all at a Dutch angle. It's very obnoxious. It's like trying to throw you off, like trying to tell you that something's not right with this world. And there's just increasing paranoia like, hey... These bombs are going to drop. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. And there's the evil boss man trying to keep them in this area. But it's all very vague and it revolves around the guy trying to get his family out. And mm-hmm. the neighbors come over and they're going to make their break. Yep. And the boss man invades their home for a weird tent scene. They're not just going to make their break. They're going to they're going to get off this planet. Well, that's that's where it goes. So the first clue. No, but but they, they make it pretty clear, though. In the beginning, yeah, they're gonna okay, go. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah. take. They're gonna take the ship and yeah, get they got out the experimental of here. Spaceship. Yeah, that's right. 
But then the first clue that something is even more off than you imagined is, at least the first clue for me, mm-hmm. was uh, the guy goes and uses the phone. Yeah. And the phone just looks bizarre. Everything else in this world is pretty standard. Yeah. But it's just a weirdly designed phone. That's the first clue that, like, wait a minute, I don't think this is Earth. Mm-hmm. Did you know going in that that was I saw the twist? phone and I was like, you know, that could just be like a lonely club. Like, <laughs> you know, it could just be... No one's going to pause it and look at this phone. Yeah. So I, it looked like one of those weird, like, 50s, 60s design, like, Galapagos Island kind of things where it just died. Yeah. Could be. Could I don't be. know. Anyway, it did. Look, I did notice the phone. I was like, what are they talking into? That's yeah. a strange looking thing. So eventually they get to the experimental ship yeah. and the evil boss man's waiting for him there mm-hmm. comes very very slowly out of the darkness to be like where do you think you're going you're gonna stay here you can't go anywhere you can't yeah. steal the ship that kind of stuff yeah and this mm-hmm. marks the first i would argue heroic act from a woman yeah because the daughter is the one that never up- ever or in the show <laughs> in the context of the twilight zone <laughs> okay yeah okay uh, because the daughter ends up kicking the gun out of the boss's hand yeah and then the other guy like does a one of those double overhead ham, like fist knockout things. I could be misremembering it. That's how I want to remember it though. Yeah, it's it's pretty deadly. So then they end up getting on the ship and they say, "Oh, let's go to Earth, the third one dun, from the sun." Dun, dun. Which it's always silly when aliens know the name of our planet, but they're speaking English, so I'll let it slide. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do the thing like, "Where are we going?" Well, it's a planet much like ours. It's the third. Planet from the sun. They call it Earth. It was okay, just for that one twist at the end. Which I think the title, I think maybe like the education system is a little better now as far as uh, astronomy. Cause right, right. You, pretty much everyone knows what the third planet from the sun is. You can kind of do the, the little calculation yourself. And Yeah, or sitcoms will just teach you that calculation. Exactly, yeah. That's basically how it goes. So yeah. I ended up giving this one a seven, just because I think I like sci-fi settings. Oof, I give it a four. A four, wow. Yeah, I did not like it. Okay, maybe I did. I did like the scene though, where the boss they came over and they're playing like bridge, right? And the guy had written like his plan. Oh yeah, yeah. On the piece of paper, right? And then, but it was on the other side of like the uh, where they were keeping track of who owed whom money and that kind of thing, right? Right. The guy picked it up and you could see what was on the other side of the paper, which would have given him away. The plan, oh, the boss was holding it, but like you as the viewer could see the other. Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. But that was a nice touch. Yeah. We'll open up for that, and I have a weird kind of fascination with the Manhattan Project, and so they're going for that tone, I think, mm-hmm. captivating me to some extent, but maybe I rated that one too high. Yeah. I regret it immediately. All yeah. right, next one. <gasps> Believe it or not, it's more sci-fi stuff. This one is, I shot an arrow into the air. Yeah, this one, there's a, a space launch. Right. Astronauts are going to go do some spacey things, and their ship crashes. On an asteroid. They don't know. Another asteroid, yeah. It's interesting that they emphasize asteroids so much I think in the Twilight a, Zone. there's a fundamental misunderstanding as to what an asteroid is. It seems like they think it's just um, either a salt flat or just like a like a gravel plain. Yeah, asteroids are just Nevada is yeah. the way they see <laughs> it. Just like, like yeah, just a drive out of Hollywood. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the ship crashes. Some people are just immediately killed, and the survivors are in dire straits. They right. don't have a lot of water, um, so they don't know what they're going to do. And... Isn't their plan originally, well, we're just going to walk around? Yeah, right. they're going to each pick a direction, mm-hmm. walk to some heights, see what they can see, see, what see they, if there's anything yeah. out there. Exactly. So they walk around, and then there's an injured guy, and you could they quick, very quickly establish this guy is going to be a problem because he's like, hey, why are you giving that guy water? He's just going to die anyway. This, and this douchebag's name is Corey. 
And I think it's the worst acting so far. It's terrible. It's definitely the most over the top up to this point of him just being over the top evil and ridiculous and just, yeah, there's no subtlety at all in this episode. No, you know that like immediately he just wants to step on everybody's neck (laughs) just to make sure they're dead. And, uh, and then, then of course there's the, well, if you were him, would you want to not be given water? That didn't even work at all. He's just like, eh, whatever. The two of them, Corey and this other guy disappear and only Corey comes back. Right. Because the other guy ran into some and trouble. he's such a dolt. He comes back with the canteen, which is all he wants. All this guy wants is water. And he walks back into the camp just chugging it. Just water spilling oh, out yeah. of his mouth. Just being super sloppy with the last remnant of water they have yeah. on this asteroid. And so clearly he gives the hints to the captain that like, hey, something's not right. He came back with more water than he had yep. when he went out. And then the captain's just like, all right, let's go see what happened. Yeah. So they go... He's like, I don't know. I don't see his body. Uh, I don't, he, uh, he fell. Honest, he fell. Yeah. And he starts getting all squirrely. And then they actually run into the guy, and he's dying. He's Well, he, hang on. The coolest part oh. is that they ran into him in a different spot than where Corey said he was. Oh, yeah. Which implied that he was still alive and trying to crawl away, which is pretty cool. I yeah. I like that detail. It was rough. And the guy is unable to speak. <laughs> right. Because... He's hurt so bad, but yeah. he draws this symbol that looks like the American Cancer Society's logo. Yeah. The, like, kind of like the cross with the extra little thing underneath it. Right. Product placement, I agree, Cork. Yeah. It was just despicable. <laughs> Glad that they cleaned that up. The captain is like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And he starts climbing up the hill. The bad guy's like, you know what? I've had it. And shoots the captain. Right. Right through the canteen. <laughs> and it kills the captain in the process, too. Which is another nice touch that he killed the guy and he doesn't even get any water for it. No. Yeah, so but, then Corey climbs to the top Corey. and starts laughing <laughs> maniacally like, oh, gee, what a world, what a world. And it turns out the guy was drawing telephone poles because they are in Nevada. Yeah, they're totally in Nevada. So you're like, I, I apologize for saying it looked like Nevada because it was Nevada. <laughs> you see like in the middle of nowhere, Nevada, and none of that was necessary. He didn't have to do those things. Which I guess is a fun choice. Did you see it coming? Did you know immediately what was going on? No. Really? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I liked it. The guy's performance was pretty crappy, but um, sometimes you need a really good villain. All right, I guess he's, I'm he's not like that hypochondriac asshole. You know what I mean? Like, you really hated that dude. That guy was the worst. <laughs> I still think about him all the time. Overall, it was a good episode. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd seen this one uh, way back in the day, so I knew it was as much fun for me. Like when you it, I'm like, oh, that's right, it's a telephone pole. It was kind of jogging mm-hmm. my memories. It went along. It's much easier than if he had drawn like the entire truck stop, which was also visible at the top of the hill, or trying to draw like. A 24 truck. hour diner trying to draw on the little sign. <laughs> also, I love that like, as it is fading away, Sterling's narration comes in. And uh, it's the most hostile yet. It's oh, like, yeah. Run, Corey, run. No matter where you <laughs> go, you will be hunted by what you've done. And he just comes across as his conscience, but a super dicky conscience. Oh, yeah. Just obnoxious. <laughs> I like these kind of episodes. It was like that with the. Um, the Devil and Mr. Denton, or Mr. Denton and Doomsday, whatever. Yeah. Those episodes, they always make me, like, whenever a dude is, like, thirsty or, like, sweating a lot, uh-huh. it makes me just want to drink, like, water. Uh-huh. So, and just spill it all over your mouth like oh, these all, all, In other words, just try to drink water. <laughs> That's what happens anyway. By the way, I gave that one a six. I gave it an eight. You enjoyed it that much? I liked it, yeah. Just the idea of, like, them going to space and then not knowing... <laughs> knowing that not knowing that they didn't go anywhere it was just basically and i like air traffic control just completely loses them yeah like we only were looking in outer space we never thought of tracking the ship just in case it came back down a little presumptuous <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. whatever 
Cool. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this bunch of five episodes. I hope you yeah. enjoyed listening to it. Be sure to leave some comments and let us know what you want to see in the future. It's probably going to be episodes of the Twilight Zone, I hope, because oh, yeah. that's what we're doing, right? Anyways, well, thank you very much for listening and uh, tune in next week and watch the next five episodes and join along with us. And by light, Twilight Highlight Zone. <laughs> God, that's <laughs> <a disaster. laughs>